hi. <laughs> Let's start again. We started and then we were like, wait, let's record. So now yes. we're recording. Okay, so Maria is filling us in on what has been happening to her over the last, what, two weeks, three weeks? What, what, how long, uh, was, how long was all this was, happening? It was like two weeks or um, two weeks before Easter where I had uh, an ultrasound and then, well, three weeks before I had an ultrasound, then I had an MRI and then the MRI said it was inconclusive, but it was like, oh, you better go get a biopsy quick. Yeah. And then you have to wait for the biopsy results. And the results could be, we don't know, which is what it is. They're still trying to find out what it is, but it's um, totally not cancerous. Okay. But, for, but for two weeks, I thought it was a kind of cancer that you look up and you're like, oh, you know, 10% of people live past five years. And you do everything. And it's interesting because you do exactly what you would tell somebody not to do. You Google every horrible thing. And then you go to the dark side in your mind. So with the underlying, like we are already have a negativity bias in the human condition. Yeah. Add Corona. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like, even if you, I'm now watching like one newscast a day, that's mm -hmm. it. I, and I don't even watch. I just listen. And I'm like, okay, so the world is actually still on its axis, even though the tragedy continues to unfold. Yeah. And what's his name continues to be the biggest idiot in the world. But other than that. Yeah. I just don't, I don't need it. And, and going about otherwise a very privileged existence. Yeah. But then there was this like, am I actually going to have to go through all this and, and maybe not even live for very long? So that was, and nothing has changed. So it's so Buddhist. Yeah. Nothing changed. It is an idea in my head. And I, and I, and I'm a yoga teacher and I know this. Yeah. So I'm going, nothing has changed. Like yeah. today, nothing has changed. But of course, when I'm thinking the pain in my leg is deathly cancer, it hurts twice as much because pain is made in the brain and is based on your threat perception. Mm -hmm. So it's really hurting me. And I'm like having to take Panadol to go to sleep and, you know, and just kind of living in this existence where I'm like, okay, so let's calm down. Yeah. You clearly are suffering from something. I have so hard to practice. It was so hard to sit down and do something none of the slow practices like oh i should lie with my legs up the wall i would do that to relieve from pain i was so itchy i could clean i could swim i could go for walks and then bless yoga teachers putting their classes online so i could do a class with either one of my teachers i've got one in byron who you know both of them i've known for over 20 years and have really nurtured me yeah and then so with libby nelson and byron and judy crook and sydney that was what I could do. When you hear your teacher's voice yeah. moving you through a practice, I was like a baby hearing her mother's voice. I was just like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> and everything ramped down. And it was so polyvagal theory, so social engagement system. Mm -hmm. and, and it just made me realize that was what made me go, okay. So, of course, Friday night, the guy calls and he's like, well, we don't know what it is, but it ain't cancer. Yeah. So you're all good. And, and, and so... Of course, it hurts less and everything's fine. You know, not it's still there, but it's with one little idea. Nothing changed yeah. again, but this the, the different idea in my head. And so now I'm teaching online three times a week and loving it because I'm also thinking part of it is just being grounded and relating to students and seeing them. And it's so much fun, Yeah. but it's all it's a little weird because you mute everyone and you don't get any feedback, but still. Yeah. But um, there are their little faces and I use my phone to record. I use my, I participate as a participant with my computer so I can do gallery view and see people and talk to them a bit. Okay. But 
suddenly I'm thinking, hang on, for better or for worse, I'm a lot of these people's teacher. The sound of my voice and my practice, what I have to offer them, can be having the same beneficial effect to bank down the corona anxiety kind of thing in its simplest form. And I, I, the reason I wanted to say, let's, yes, let's record this is because whoever you are, if you've got a little community of people, you don't have to be a fancy yoga teacher with an international presence and da-da-da. They need to hear your voice. And, and to create a community of five or 10 or 12 or whatever it is, is actually vital. It's really vital and it's vital in both ways. It's so reciprocal. So it's been interesting. Sorry, I just talked, you know, but no. that's been on my mind and I wanted to tell you about it. Oh my gosh, like this is almost bringing me to tears, just this beautiful message. Because I know yeah. that there are people, I, I've spoken to people, I've spoken to other teachers who are in, in, in themselves, they're a bit mixed up about what to do in this time. That's right. And what they can offer and what, you know, what offering looks like and how they can support their students and whether that's, you know, being present with them or whether that's giving them space or all sorts of things. And this is a completely different viewpoint. This is a to me, different way connect. to connect. Just connect anyway, because yeah. even if you connected just for a chat, like yeah. uh, we connected with Libby's class, which was 12 people. Yeah. But we know each other really well. It was lovely to see those people's faces. It was, it was lovely to hear their voices. And then we all sh muted off and off she went and she taught us the class. And it was, it, it just, I could feel everything in my system relax. Mm -hmm. And when you lie back, you hardly look at the screen a lot. Yeah. If you, it, it, this is the other thing is if it's a new teacher, I'm not that keen to go find new horizons. Mm -hmm. People are like, try this. She's amazing or whatever. Maybe, when we get further on, I'll do that. Mm. I actually am just craving people I know. Mm. I want teachers I've either met before and like at different trainings or different, but I want to hear them again because they give me that sense of kind of safety and connection. Yeah. And I'm not having to think so hard the whole time. Right. I can just relax into a voice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. look so much, you know, you can just, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how, how about you? How, well, I want to know more. Wait, wait, I've got a question. Mm -mm, okay. And how, are you, we... how are you dealing with your own teaching? Like, how are you easing into this whole new, which is interesting because it's kind of, it feels like it's not new for you, but it is because you've been like kind of videoing yourself and, and engaging with people in slightly different, but over the internet in some It's way. totally different. So yeah. totally different. To take one minute videos or little videos you put up on Vimeo, yeah. you know you're, it's just one, it's one way. It's not, yeah. there's no reciprocity. So the, so that I, I'm used to, you just kind of bang on and hope for the best and see, then you look back and if it worked, you put it up. And if you didn't, you're like, you I know, you run with the little Japanese robe and you take it off. Oh. <laughs> no danger in striptease. I just love that. I didn't want to alarm people, but so that I get an idea, but it's the idea for the Instagram one minute thing is usually sparked from some connection I've had with a student or a conversation or an email or a kind of a need that I need to express something. Yeah. So it's, again, it's kind of comes out of connection, mm -hmm. but when you could do a live class, I mean, what is the point if I stood there on my mat and, you know, to me, I want to see them. So I'm actually spending a lot of time quite close to the camera because oh, yeah. I start a lot of my classes lying down. Yeah. People are looking at the ceiling yeah. If they need me, they can look. If they need me, they should unmute. I've said just unmute and say, hang on a second. I don't, I can't remember what that is. Help. 
Yeah. And I'll up my game and demonstrate. But I'm actually watching their little postage stamp size just to check everybody's there and to be able to use a little bit of real-time feedback from their movements. You can see people's dogs lying on them and all sorts of stuff. It's lovely. To me, that's the point of a live class. Yeah. So there's a sense of of community and presence, even if everybody's muted, I'm still reacting and responsive and it's real time. Mm-hmm. So the recording of the live Zoom class, which I have shared with some people because they, the time zone's weird or whatever, mm-hmm. um, probably wouldn't be that exciting to watch. Sure. It's more exciting to listen to, better to see a video, but, um, but to listen to, I think it's fun to be in real time. And so it's been interesting, the adjustment. Yeah. Have you yeah. found the same? Yeah, I have. I, I've, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely prefer teaching in person. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> um, hello. Yeah. That kind of goes without saying, but it does. what I have n- noticed over time, and I've only really been teaching the online classes for maybe in this way um, for maybe a few weeks now. Um, mm. What I've noticed is that the students are becoming more comfortable with the format yeah. and they're finding their, they're finding their, um, you can see their just their level of ease in their own space and maybe even with the, how this works, like having to look at the camera and, you know, or look at the, not the camera, but look at the screen a little bit. And most of them, I think I've only had maybe one or two people jump on the class that haven't taken classes with me before. Right. So most of them, I think, are already fully aware of kind of my language. You know, they kind of know what, you know, I'm saying and doing. And and I've actually been trying to give less instruction, to be honest, and just to give people as much uh, space as possible, in part because it's just coming out of my own practice at the Mm -hmm. moment. I, I, I just mirror a lot of what I feel in my teaching. And so I just, in my own practice, I've, for me, I've either been, my own practice is, this is a longer answer. <laughs> it's a longer Keep going. answer planning. It's fascinating <laughs> because it's, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. And I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. Just keep going with that. So, so my, my own practice has either looked like just me on the mat, almost eyes closed, and always mm-hmm. eyes closed for the most part, unless I need to look, just feeling into whatever I need to do. Or it's been me watching a cl- like a class on Yoga Glow or something like that and following along. And I found in the last mm, maybe three weeks, none of the Yoga Glow stuff fits, works. None of it. I'm listening and just going, there's <laughs> too much, yeah. too much talking. And I, I'm going with all the teachers that I normally go with, which is basically only one or two. Um, and I'm thinking, no, it's none of this is fitting. I can feel it doesn't fit. This movement doesn't work for me right now. Um, and what works for me is feeling, not listening. You got me squirming in my seat. Yeah, same. <laughs> really, because I think that this is, this is the jewel in this, yeah. is that you, when you teach people, they are in their safe space. Yeah. And they can move the camera wherever, they, the, the picture wherever they want. Yeah. So you're often looking at somebody's pot plant or the, their ceiling or their light switch, yeah. or they click the video off. Yeah. So you, I can't see them. What that means to me, because I was like, oh, how am I going to make sure they're safe? They're going to make sure they're safe because they're feeling it. They're really, they're in a place where they're safe enough and empowered enough to go. I don't like that. I'm not doing it. 
Yeah. Or, and, and they know I've said either ask a question mid or ask a question afterwards. So I've had a few little exchanges afterwards by email in a way that I didn't normally with a class. So that's actually been better, but I think people are going to be more internal and, and more empowered and a bit probably safer, but, uh, empowered and internal just like yeah. you were saying yeah. and I think that that's something very special that out of this yes it's so funny because we were having in the mm. in our Jay Brown teachers conversation right I think it yeah. might have been last week or the week before we were having this very conversation the exact thing okay. before saying look you know some people I can't see them and t- there was a little bit of a little yeah. concern from the yoga teachers about how am I going to do this and exactly what you said somebody came up and said look they're going to make sure they're they're safe and this is such an opportunity to empower your yep. student i mean god how great would it be like you're you don't they don't have to see you you no can, peer pressure yeah None. at all you're in None. the class but you're not like you're in the class but you're in your own space yeah the chick next to you isn't doing the most amazing pose in the world you're you, yeah. you have no idea and you're not looking at everybody else because you clicked on to speaker view or whatever exactly. it is or, yep yeah it's just and and or you're just listening to your teacher and your yeah. dog is next to you, and you know what I mean, exactly. and your whatever it is, and it's like, wow, this is gonna- my my mother in law, who's eighty one, did the class on Wednesday, and uh-huh. she said it's too long for me. Like she likes about an hour. You know, older grown ups classes often go for an hour or so. So she said, I just checked out for a while, and then I had a cup of tea and a snack, and then I came back in for the end. And I just I thought, love I love that. She was like, I'm good. You know, oh I mean, gosh. just lob in for what you want because that means people are checking in with themselves. So yeah. you have these benefits that are profound when someone goes, you know what? I'm over this. Yeah. Hey, guess who's feeling and listening to themselves. Exactly. Which we don't do in class. We just tamp that down and we're like, get on with it woman. Exactly. Get to the end. Yeah. yeah. And you just so feel I, like you have to do stuff that you really just don't even want to do. When all you want to do yeah. is just lie there on your belly for, you know, for half a Exactly. Bit. So you could completely skip the next posture, lie on your belly, stare at the ceiling, pat the dog, and then be like, okay, next pose. This one looks like it's going to be good. I think this one looks like it's going to feel good. I'm going to try Exactly. So I think that there's going to, I mean, you know, we speak of silver linings, but I'm hoping that, and and the feedback I've been getting from students is that they've really liked it and enjoyed it. Yeah. And even the ones who get the recordings are obviously doing the whole thing with their eyes closed because there's, there's not much to see except for when I'm, cause I'm not on my mat when I wouldn't have been on my mat in a live class. Okay. Cause I'm talking and looking at them and, and I might just quickly demonstrate or, you know, I might even like sit close to the camera and turn my back and show them how I'd put something over my foot or do something like that. So it's very much how I would teach. And then, you know, for the ones where you're demonstrating, I'm back to my mat to show and to, to do with them. Yeah. So it's, it is a totally different medium to videoing and to live. Like they're things in themselves, all of them. Wow. Mm, I know. I, at some point we got to talk to some students too and hear what they think about Well, that's, this. that's a great idea actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's going to be different for them too. I, you know, I haven't, I, I signed up for one. Um, what's it? Rocky Heron. With, oh like, yeah, Yoga International. They're doing all these live things. Have you seen that? Sure. No, I haven't. I've been. I yeah, just in my own zone. But I'll get yeah, there. So Yoga International are they? You know how they normally um, they have all their classes or whatever on their thing. 
but now they are opening it up with a number of their teachers and they're doing live sessions with them. So similar. Oh, that's to nice. Do you have to be a paying customer or do you, ha do you register for that's classes? A great question. I don't know because I do have a membership. So I don't know. Yeah, I did for a while. And then I just, every once in a while, the 25 bucks us sort of starts to get to me. And then mm -hmm. I, um, and then I log back in later and see I what else is. It was like a pay what you want or something. And I think oh. I'm on there for like, 11 bucks or 10 bucks or something. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Which yeah, I don't pay, I don't even take advantage of it, of it by really using the stuff. So I don't know. I wonder if I, pay, if I was paying more, if I would actually look at it more, who knows? But. Well, I mean, you actually just do two classes a week and you're already well ahead. Right. And I, I've used them wonderfully. I've learned so much. And sometimes then I'll flip back and forth between Yoga Glow and Yoga International and different yeah. things. And then I'm like, I don't need anyone. I should practice for myself so that... I but love um, the pay as you go thing makes me think of something too. So I've made my classes pay as you can because mm -hmm. I'm so conscious of people having jobs or not having jobs at the moment. Right. So I, I went pay as you can and to make it accessible because I love accessibility yeah. and um, frontline health workers. Like if you're going into hospital and working with people, you can do it for free because yeah. I just thought, what do I, I have nothing else to give but that. So that's my way of supporting. And, uh, and uh, my, my daughter's boyfriend is a nurse, so he goes in every day. Wow. And, and he was like, oh, that's cool. I'll tell some of the people and, you know, that's, that they would appreciate it because they were talking about it. So that was a, that's kind of a nice thing. But the page, I was wondering how page you go went because immediately you go, oh, will people take advantage of it or whatever? Yeah. And I've always had a thing where people just um, kind of an honesty box where people pop in and I've had people get worried. Oh, you know, what if people don't pay? And it's, it's funny. It's been really nice to see. I've had, you know, I got five, 10, 15, 20, or like multi-packs mm -hmm. and there've been plenty of all of them. So clearly, <laughs> or you have the option to share and like tell people about it. If you're really destitute and probably can't even afford that. And I was really glad I put all of those options up and I'm really glad to see that people are doing that. Yeah. And that, you, you don't, you're not shutting out the very people who need it right. and that the people who do yoga teachers who have work still or yoga teachers, especially are happy to pay for other yoga teachers classes. Yeah, I must say, sure. yeah. but most people are happy. Most people do the best they can. Yeah. That's it's good. that Brene Brown thing. Yeah. And yeah. I, and do you remember when I think we might've talked about yeah. what she said, like she asked her husband, do you yeah. think most people are doing the best they can? And he paused as he yeah. does and then um, answered, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm, uh, but I really like the world better when I think that they do. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what we have to do is really trust, trust, and put that out there. And and I'm so happy that people who otherwise wouldn't and would be shut out, yeah, into the cold hard universe of unemployment and and poverty. Yeah, yeah no yoga, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. Mm. I'm glad to hear that. I've, I've set mine up. I do a free class on Thursdays. Oh, that's nice. And then I do. So if anybody who wants to come on Thursdays can do that. Yeah. And, then other, and then the other classes, I just have a flat fee on there. Um, yep. That's, that's a great doing. way to do it. But that, that's, that's working. Yeah. 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 It's good to see all the different ways of doing it too. Cause I, I think you're right. I think a lot of people do, a lot of teachers do get a little bit worried about, you know, well, how am I going to do this? And, and also mm. I think there's a, there's definitely a desire to give back, but then there's been a lot of, there has been apparently, I don't pay so much attention to it, but I've just heard from different people. Mm. There's been a little bit of kind of blowback in the Australian, Australian, in the yoga world of people giving too much for free. 
How is that blowing back? A lot of, there's a lot of teachers, yoga teachers out there that are sort of saying, don't give so much for free because you're devaluing yoga and you're devaluing, you know, you're basically having an impact on the rest of us if people don't have a sense that, you know, that what we offer is valuable. Um, and I, to me, mm. that feels like it comes more from people's sense of their own value than it does from the reality, you know, of the world. I think so too. I, that's my feeling too. I, I, I think this, what's important is suddenly you could, if you get greedy, you think, Ooh, I could get a hundred people. And, uh, uh. <laughs> but, um, the special is that, you know, people. Yeah. And in, or, by one or two degrees of separation that somebody told you and they've always wanted to do your class. So then they can do your class and wow, that was fun. And they'll talk to their friend about it. I, I'm not conquering the world on this one. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I mean, if, if somebody wants to try something cause they've followed me on Instagram, you know, something like that, then there's that, that connection. Yeah. And I, I think people will find you if you're connected. So I think if you're a super famous yoga teacher, maybe that does threaten your market thing. Yeah. But then that shouldn't shouldn't because you got lots of stuff available already and you were already organized and up there. Yeah. So I, I would I would encourage people to really shoot for their community mm -hmm. rather than and then it's not relevant. And again, it's that idea that it's so important to have your own teacher's voice. Mm -hmm. So sure, you could, you know, maybe your teacher teaches in a shed down, you know, Main Street or whatever, and it's not that fancy. Yeah. That's your teacher. If yeah. you, you can go on, but as you were saying, it's not the same to mm. go find other things. You get a little bit of stimulus and a bit of idea. That's more education. Mm. But that idea of really coming into yourself and centering, and I think, I think it's nice to do it with someone you're connected to. Yeah, I think so too. I do wonder, I wonder if people are going to, because there's so much out there now, mm. I mean, there's a lot of online oh, stuff. Yeah. I do wonder if people are going to use this as an opportunity um, to explore i'm sure people yeah. will and find you know and 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 i don't know i don't, and i don't even know how this is going to change the way yoga is going to be offered once this is all over mm. um but yeah i do wonder about that i haven't i think i, I think people will keep online yeah i think there'll be a portion of it yeah yeah we, um the other thing is is how much do you want to be on the computer like i think that this whole thing is i, I think <laughs> if you're connecting you yeah. should connect yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm on the computer to do whatever yoga class I'm going to do mm. to email and process and to do whatever. And then I study Japanese every day. Oh, good on I'm you. I'm on a 103 day streak. Oh, so wow. Don't ask me to say anything because I'm still in the kind of mute nonverbal stage. Oh, right. I heard <laughs> but you I'm getting much better because I'm awesome or something. Yes, I did. I, did. Well, I, oh, I knew that already. <laughs> but it's so I've got a few things that I do. And then I'm really trying to put the computer away and yeah. not be on it. So I don't want to be roving and troving too much. Because that doesn't make me feel very mentally healthy. It's sort of I, I, I've it's now an opportunity to like get outside and exercise or to yeah. practice or to kind of muck around on your own. And yeah. Also be present if you are lucky enough to be sheltering with people you love yeah. to kind of be, sh be present with them. Although that can get a little intense. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> We're actually doing okay, okay over here. I think it's yeah. partly just because of who we are as personalities. And you all have your little independent projects, don't exactly. you? Yeah. We've also just, we've had a decent, num a decent amount of time, you know, kind of being together. And spending yeah. it, you know, kind of in close quarters and yeah, you guys have traveled a lot together. 
yeah and we like it you know we yeah. can enjoy that and, and yeah. so we each have our individual spaces here but and plus matt and i are just used to working you know working from home anyway. upstairs downstairs yeah exactly and so that's all been fine and yeah. you know it's interesting thinking about just what you were saying about being on the computer because I, it, all of this, now that I teach online too, like it used mm -hmm. to be my, it used to be my day was on the computer all day. And That's then, right. and I'm trying to figure out kind of what, what I can do about how I can approach that in a healthier way, because my community, the small part of my community is here, a much bigger part of my community is not, not, you know, not within a few kilometers of me. It's yep. kind of well, you know, all over the place. Just how do I do that how do i manage all of that um and i'm kind of i'm working it out i'm trying to work it out because what i have done um while all of this has happened is i've just kind of drawn in this is what i do anyway i've just mm. kind of thought mm, nah i'm not i'm just i'm, I'm not going to be the person who's on you know facebook all the time and who's jumping on mm. whatever and who's doing stuff and sharing stuff and I just, that just, I just can't be that right now. Um, I feel like people, I feel that like that's universal too. I, I think, I don't know. I'm just in terms of you put something up and how quickly it's responded to or something. I, I feel like people might be in the world, in the world. They're, they're doing the check it once a day kind of thing yeah. rather than the hanging out on online. I think, I don't well, know, I, but it's, uh, I think what you're saying sounds very healthy. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you're seeing, that's great. Cause I don't, all I know is just what, <laughs> all I know is just what I experience and I, yeah. everything I do is sort of feels like it's on slow motion anyway, just because, yeah. you know, I'm not the person who the, the, the phone dings that something's come in and I just run to the phone and start in either. I'm just like, mm, I'm just, you know, yeah. somebody might no, Well, I'm not on now. And I think those boundaries, I love, um, Tim Ferriss was one of those people who early on started talking about all the ways you could boundary if you're someone who works at home and there aren't those, those, how do you boundary? Like, do you put it on do not disturb from whatever time to whatever time? Yeah. So you set those boundaries up so that you are not at work all the time and yeah. not constantly responsive to something that is not even in your own space. Yep. And yeah. I think what's, I think you're, I think that's incredibly important right now because oh, yeah. so many people who would, would normally be out and about are sitting at home in front of their computers and basically spending the whole day, just, you know, basically being bounced back and forth from one, you know, CNN report to recipe for this to, you know, how to boost mm. your immune system to like all of these things, because there's just this unending, you know, amount of information that can basically mm. have you living in the rabbit hole of Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of it. And I think, or they're at work, like my daughter's at work. She's on computer all day long. Yeah. So she's either emailing and on the phone and whatever, or she's yeah. just had, she just said two Zoom meetings in a row. So, so yeah. from 8 30 to 11, she was completely on the, on, so when she, that, that 4 30 comes, she works 8 30 to 4 30, that 4 30 comes, she runs from the computer faster than I've ever seen somebody run because yeah. she just does not want to be anywhere near it. Yeah. So that's going to be a difference too, because there's so much online work. Yeah. People aren't online leisuring. Yeah. Oh. They're just run away. I think people yeah. definitely, if nothing else, they need to become aware of kind of how they're doing it, how they're inter interacting with the computer and how that might be and how that interaction is, in, is impacting them. Because yeah, yeah I think, I don't know. I think I've just, I'm, I'm in constant amazement at how quickly 
we are changed by our circumstances. Yeah. You know, how quickly we can be changed by our circumstances, but then as well, how, um, how subtle those changes are, or not subtle, but it's like we don't even notice it. You know, we just have yeah. this ability to adapt so quickly. And, True. you know, things are just happening and we're just doing it in a different way without really and paying. We're that. adapting to, I mean, as we said, we got such privilege, A, because we live in probably the most beautiful place in the entire world and yeah. both of us have the beach equal, equally away. I mean, yeah. you know, walk, walk a couple hundred meters and you're there. Yeah. So that's amazing. But um, I know my daughter's working for the Women and Girls Emergency Center, which is uh, providing emergency housing for domestic victims of domestic violence. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say victims. That doesn't sound pr- whatever. Yeah. Um, that world, the world of public housing, of uh, courts and justice, all of those, that world where people don't have space, don't have internet, have children at home mm. and have all those social, that is really coming unstuck. So while the rest of us are like, should we do yoga or not or whatever, right. making these, there's this boiling underbelly that's, that's hard yeah. you know, because it's, 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 there's where the choices have been eliminated in a way. Yeah. Hmm as to how you spend your time or there's no private space or, you know, so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to hear about that or think about that when you're enclosed in your bubble. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Man. What? And so has all of that. What is she seeing? Are people is, well, is all demand is up. Yeah. It's being yeah. It up. So she's also seeing a lot of giving. She's in charge of people donating. She yeah. said the amount of women's groups, it's a Sydney based thing. The amount of women's groups like mother's groups and women's groups who are getting together resources and donating to um, basically women and girls. It's women and their children who are had a domestic violence emergency situation. So they need housing now. They need to move out of their situation now. And then yesterday she just had a hotel call up and say, well, we're not opening for regular business. So if you need extra, extra room, we'll offer it to these women and, you know, amazing donations. So there are a lot of ways to kind of give and reach out and, uh, and to kind of become conscious because that, I think the people who are in those zones, like imagine justice. Um, I have, I, have another you know some people who are working in that realm and if you're trying to keep corona out of prison then you're not putting a lot of people in prison yeah so where you would ordinarily lock someone up you can't Mm -hmm. you've got to send them home instead because you don't know when the court date is and that's scary Mm -hmm. so there's there's a kind of scariness to it and uh, a a frustration on their part and then housing can you imagine housing all of the people who are homeless all of the people who are it's, it's, uh, it, I feel like, I feel like it's polarized yet again, you know, how everything always, so you're either in our nice three bedroom, you know, we all have our own spaces, us too. We can yeah. all go to our own private space, put our earphones on and zoom with our friends or do whatever. I mean, that's an amazing thing. And then walk down to the ocean 200 yeah. meters away, have a swim and come back, you know? Um, and it's easy to find food and we've got yeah. a car and whatever, but I mean, imagine having to get on public transport to go and get your food. Yeah. And then, so it's as usual, it just, um, highlights the privilege and the non-privilege kind of thing. I'm always banging on about that, but I'm so conscious yeah. of it because it's, it's, I, it, I actually am using it as my gratitude practice every day. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Actually, it's really important. And like you said before, it's so easy for us to, uh, 
it's even more now for us to be inside of our little bubbles. Of course. And not yeah. have any, any real sense of, you know, how this is impacting folks outside of it. It's interesting that I don't see a lot of that. I mean, I've been trying to watch the news a little and, mm. and like you were saying, kind of limit my consumption yeah. of it. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of crazy. But then there's some, sometimes when I feel a little bit, um, um, I feel a little bit guilty looking away from the news. Um, yeah. But I do feel like there's not, there's, there's not a lot of reporting about how people across the socioeconomic spectrum are experiencing yeah. this. I, not a lot. If, you, if you're looking for it, I suppose you can find it. And, and uh, The Guardian's quite good. The conversation's okay. I, I follow some of those email yeah. letters. But, um, yeah, but it's always those underserved. I think I have, I have some friends who are in those, uh, in the populations who are the workers who are servicing them. Right. So That's with my daughter know. there right. and with this other person who's a magistrate and another person who's... Um, you know, uh, has NDIS clients with intellectual disabilities and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of these people are now, there's no programs for them. There's, you know, where are they going to go? There's no groups. So they are, they already had minimal activities and now there's like nothing. There's, you know, you don't go to the coffee, you don't go to, I don't know, bowling or whatever it was. Yeah. So, and that can be really hard mm. for someone who already has difficulty socializing. Yeah. You know? So it's, in, it, I guess I'm more hearing it through actual people who work in the field mm. than, yeah. Well, I mean, I, that's, the question that comes into my mind then is what do these people need and how, I, I know. how can, you know, how can yoga help? How can, you yeah. know, yoga meaning like the, the, the greater, you know, um, population of, and thought of, around yoga and how can it, you know, how can it get to these people? Yeah, it's, that's a frustration. I think um, I thought about it with kids at home. Like there are lots of kids at home who have their own computers and, they're, mm -hmm. and they have Wi-Fi and they have flat surfaces that aren't covered in stuff and a parent who's feeding them and supporting them. But mm -hmm. there's lots of kids who don't have any of those circumstances. Yeah. At home. No, or, you know, one friend had a family with, they have five kids, there's two computers Mm. and no wi-fi so it's wow. like how are you putting these children on online and it was like i wish i were a little more connected and knew a way to get people who with excess computers mm -hmm. or you know the last model that's sitting in the drawer because it wasn't the fancy one so we got a new one together with you know i don't i don't yeah i'm sort of impotent in that department but mm -hmm. i would love if anybody hears this and and has a way or if, if there is somebody putting those things together in a way that is safe for people, um, that would be good because it's exactly what we need is community bulletin boards where it's like, this is what we need. Yeah. And that's why, that's why that women and girls emergency center is so good because people call in and say, I've got this, this, and this, I've got a refrigerator and a car or something like that. Do you want them? And they can say yes or no. And they do it on the basis of, yes, actually we've got a woman who's now moving into a house. I can pr provide them with that. Right. So you kind of need a liaison or to choose an organization possibly. Yeah. And then direct your help. Whatever now, I don't know about, about yoga. Yeah. But um, I suppose doing excessive, making things accessible yeah, it's good. is a start. Yeah. It, it, one of the things that I've seen too, and I mean, this could be a whole nother conversation really, is that 
um, a lot of the conversations that are being had and the offerings that are being put out there around yoga, whether it's meditations or whether it's free classes or paid classes or, um, you know, I've seen lots of yoga nidra sessions, like all these different things. They're going into the yoga community. I know. <laughs> I'm like, y'all are yeah. singing to the singing to yeah. the choir here. Hello. That's like, right. How can I figure out how to get, how to, how to package this stuff up and get it to the people who, you know, yeah. who really need it. Cause I know there's people out there who are, who are maybe willing, especially now to try new things. That's um, right. If you're bored and hanging around with nothing to do. Yeah. Although if I bring it back to where we started, which was me in a crisis, not being able, able to really do yoga. Yeah. When you're in crisis and you're a beginner. Yeah. Hmm. So if you, if you have a set of practices you've done in better times that you can then call on and fall back on, yeah. you don't have to use so much of your um, higher brain, your cortex to process so much, which is right. why it's nice to do familiar teachers. Yeah. Um, if you're a beginner and you're stressed yeah. and you've got kids at home and no money and stuff like that, yoga could just become kind of an annoying noise. Got it. You know, where someone's like, thing to and now we're going to do yoga right. nidra. And they're like, I'd really like some food, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I sometimes, so I felt like that sometimes with occupational therapy um, yeah. in an inpatient unit that, although we did very useful things, I, I don't want to underrate it at all, but sometimes it felt a little higher up Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm -hmm. than than for the moment. You mm -hmm. know, it's really safety and survival. Yeah. And, and then when people are starting to get their feet, right. So they do have that. I know, I know my daughter works on that too, like mentorship. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so well, I was thinking that's something that I am uh, getting things online is my first goal, the, the courses yeah. that I already run just so I can share them when people have no time. It's yeah. like, okay, well let's build skills. But then I, I also thought, um, having little conversations and centering it around something or having a little teaching moment, you know, just like a zoom session, but we, a dog workshop or something yeah. just to kind of share, I guess with in a mentoring way. Mm -hmm. So, and that is about giving mm -hmm. mentoring is mentoring is about if you're in a position of privilege or whatever, maybe it's pay as you can, but um, you know, if you need to survive, you have to charge and that's what you should do. But if you're, if you're able to give, then I think it's the time is now to give in right. whatever to whomever. Yeah. So I guess we all just have to reflect on our own and not have that feeling. It's easy with the underlying negativity bias and then the Corona bias or the Corona is yeah. to feel impoverished and under resourced. Yeah. But if we look at it and we recognize our resources, then the act of giving and sharing is incredibly empowering and quite, it's actually research-based, you know, all the positive psychology people say, if you use your skills mm. at kind of the edge of your ability without it being so frustrating, but not boring, mm. that nice flow zone mm -hmm. in the service of other people, that's your, there's your happiness factor. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's the thing that really, so I think, I don't know. I don't, I think we should, I think choose something that you want to work with if you've got a, a mission, but also, do what you can with whom you can. Mm. This is so, so interesting because I, I, um, and it's, I have been, 
I've been, I've had that conversation. I've been having that conversation in my mind about how to support people um, and not, and perhaps not, perhaps thinking about it in a way that's a little bit um, narrow, which is kind of wild. I've been teaching an online course at the moment, a cooking, an online cooking course, an Ayurvedic cooking course. Nice. And, um, and so I'm, yesterday I had this live session and I had the kitchen all set up and was cooking in the kitchen, you know, on Zoom. And I thought, awesome. this is so much fun. <laughs> but this is just so fun. And so when I ask myself, how can I help? I'm always thinking yoga. People need to relax. People need this. People need that. And when you just said before, I just, you know, when we were talking about yoga and you were like, yeah, I just want some food. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. How many people have been baking and this and that and, you know, all of these things. And I've been thinking, you know, you're right in that there's thinking about what you can actually offer. It doesn't have to be, you know, what you feel like specifically, like you've been sort of trained and, and, you know, no. you, it doesn't have to be sort of within your, um, uh, scope this, of practice <laughs> yeah within your little window of what you believe sure. you know has some specific value because you really it's hard to know sometimes you know it is and i think i think yoga is so powerful again and in a, it's a kind of middle class way but um i always feel powerfully that when people come to yoga or zoom in on yoga by nourishing themselves. I remember really well, it, at, right after September 11th, mm. I went to some talk of a Buddhist, um, Tibetan Buddhist Roshi guy in mm. Byron Bay. And he was kind of hard to understand, frankly. His accent was, you know, whatever, but he, he spoke a bit. And this woman got up and asked a question. And she was like, whoa, what do we do? You know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And she was really agitated. And he said, don't think too much about the bigger world. Go home to your house and your community. Mm. Be useful and be happy. Hmm. And she sat down and then 10 minutes later, she got up again. Cause that was like not a satisfactory answer for her. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but you know, what about, what about this? And she was taking on these global ideas. And he yeah. said, you lack discipline in your mind. <laughs> I was like, I love that. Uh, go home, be useful and be happy. And somehow, like I remember nothing else that that man said except yeah. for that. And I thought, that is so practical. Yeah. Like don't go home and fill everybody with the anxiety about the bigger picture and whatever. Yeah. Get on with it. Like yeah. be so when you when you do your own practice, if you go out in the world with a nervous system that is not saying alarm 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 mm -hmm. and you're able to pause when somebody wants the toilet paper before you or mm -hmm. you know pause when whatever it is, you can and you can kind of create space and create calm. That has an effect. And if you're teaching, that has an exponential effect. It's not, it's, so I, I, I don't want to underwrite that either. As yeah. much as I'm like, oh, privilege, and let's think about it. It's very powerful, and it's powerful in your family and in your wider connections. And people reading face language, when you have your FaceTime drinks with your friends or your yeah. coffee with your friends, they, you're, you're vibing that. And I think yeah. vibing that responsiveness, not reactiveness, is kind of your duty, if yeah. nothing else. yeah. And it's if you can do more, great. But gift to your community and for, yeah, for yeah. all those folks that, um, that do feel like, well, I'm not trained to do anything and I can't, there's nothing I can do. And, you know, or who feel like you're saying like that, that woman in the thing who feel are feeling 
helpless. Yeah. Um, Walk outside, look yeah. to the right, look to the left, and ask yourself, who are my neighbors? Mm. Because honestly, when it all goes pear-shaped and the electricity goes down, those are your people. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like them or not, you know, and, and they are the ones that you are going to shelter together and carry their babies or they'll carry your babies or whatever it is. You know, that's so, it's like, and I've, I've my mother-in-law is 81, lives by herself and she's completely fine. You know, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. But three different neighbors have offered to go shopping for her. Mm. You know, people drop things by to her house. Mm you know, that they've cooked or they've baked or they, they just check in on her all the time. It is so kind. Mm. It's so, and so that's the kind of thing. I think we often shoot too big and yeah. too, uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I need to go overseas and I don't know, help Nepalese children read or help. Yeah. It's like, really? What about what is in your town? Yeah. Cause it's sometimes really hard to look in your town at the people cause they're a little too close. That's mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but who lives within, five miles of you or five kilometers or whatever that's less maybe. yeah <laughs> but who really need something yeah you know, what do your local schools need yeah i'm giving myself ideas while i talk <laughs> you give me ideas too it's well it would be good to tap into the local schools and say mm-hmm. what are you seeing would would you like a, yo- a zoom yoga session yeah you know that's easy mm-hmm. pop it up on one of those screens and off you go yep Absolutely. Mute them so it doesn't even matter if they're listening. <laughs> exactly, because we, we've just been told our kids are gonna, our kids, their next term is actually gonna be on Zoom online. So these yeah. kids are going to have to, and I know this isn't just happening where we are. Uh, there's a whole, you know, group of kids who are gonna have to spend a whole, a whole other school yeah. term or a whole school term because I think most kids haven't actually spent an entire term of school no. learning from home. Um, yeah. And these are the privileged kids. Yeah. So the kids, the kids who are going to go to school are ones where uh, either their parents are essential workers and there are no other ways for them or they're kids where they're better at school, even without kids. So where, yeah. uh, you know, what, they're more resourced. I don't want to make any judgments, but where they're, they're better resourced and, and fed and yeah. kept stable. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if it sparks ideas to anyone who's listening, if they are listening, if, if there are ideas or like models or, um, you know, how people set things up and it's such a great idea and that can be replicated in different communities, that would be good to hear about. Yeah, it would too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Inspiring ways of service. Yeah. I've tapped into speaking of that, I've tapped into, um, a, a news, a Washington Post newsletter that's called the the Optimist. And okay, we'll have to day, show notes that. Yes, yeah. for sure. And every day, it's just a bunch of really great stories from around the world of just different things that are happening. Um, and I think it's like we've been talking about. Um, it's easy to underestimate the small things that can make a big difference. You know, even just a little bit of inspiration every day or hearing the story of the man who um, his business was a, he was a plumber or plumbing and electrical and his business has fallen off. Like he doesn't have anything. There's no work. There's no clients at the moment. So he was just hanging out at home and decided, and I'll have, we'll have to put a link to this too. And had decided that he would build a little, um, a bird feeder. It's like a bird feeder and squirrel feeder that looks like a picnic table and it, and it attaches to the fence. And so he snapped the picture. He's, and I am like, honestly, coming from New York, 
having lived in New York and had squirrels like destroy my garden, I'm the, yeah. least, I'm the least fan of squirrels. In Australia, they call them squirrels and it's all just kind of crazy. People, get well, people love squirrels when you're not from New York, but I mean, you know, they have a right to live too. <laughs> of course, no, they do. But I saw this picture and of a little squirrel sitting at this picnic table. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> at this little picnic table. And he, what he did was he made a tiny little picnic table. And then on, on the top of it, he um, attached a, a cup, a little red cup. And then he put some nuts and food and stuff inside the cup. And this little squirrel is just sitting there, just, you know, just, Munch away, and it's how the, adorable it's the most gorgeous thing ever it sort of just lit up my it lit well, up see my, i can take any of that i mean give me yeah. puppies and kittens <laughs> and and all of that i really every once in a while and the kids are great so they'll they'll sort of call it and show us yeah. some of the best videos but people are doing the funniest most creative things they are it's incredible it it's is. incredible so there's a wonderful burst of creativity again if you have the means you know yeah. if you've got the iPhone or TikTok or all these things that people use. But um, I like how, I love how creativity just blossoms. It's like street cracks in New York, green yeah. things grow out of them. And you just think, how are you alive? You yeah. amazing plant. And they just, it's great. You know, it it's is great. And it made me realize seeing that today and how I felt watching, how I felt before and how I felt after just made yeah. me think, yeah, it's just, it doesn't have to be complicated. No. Just a little bit of something to make you smile every day can kind of make a difference. Yeah. And as a practice, as a deliberate yeah. practice. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. there is survivor's guilt too. Survivor's guilt of people who have jobs, who yeah. have houses, who have, and it's kind of a, it, it, it turned it into gratitude, but it's just, otherwise it's guilt is one of those useless, or survivor's guilt is one of those useless emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. I suppose everybody's going through something you know, in their own way. Oh yeah. Everybody's trying, doing what they can to kind of process this. Yeah. And I know I met a friend whose, whose grandmother died, not of COVID, but just yeah. grandma, she died, but she's in Melbourne and my friend's up here and yeah. she couldn't see her. So that's hard. You yeah. know, those things that, that sort of, that's really hard. Mm. Yeah. And a fascinating podcast, Radio Lab was doing some great um, podcasts and this doctor had recommended her father-in-law, who was a doctor, had shortness of breath. And she's like, get in there. You're sleeping a lot because you're short of breath. And she said, I, suddenly he was whisked away and put on a ventilator. I hope he lived, actually. I, I, they said they would follow up. But yeah. what she didn't realize was the moment he stepped in the emergency ward, no one would ever see, like, see him again until the process right. is over. Like, you're immediately cut off. Mm -hmm. So she said, she was saying, you know, have these conversations now yeah. because stuff happens fast and you know get things get your house in order but also tell people you love them and again use in a very buddhist way mm -hmm. use the fact that everything changes and we're all going to die and you will everything that you love was all impermanent mm -hmm. covid kind of brings that into line and mm -hmm. so you can use it as a practice to go well are my skeletons in my cupboards out yeah and am i still hanging on to that grudge over that stupid thing. Yeah. You know, those, yeah. that's, those are opportunities, I think. Aren't they? And the fact yeah. that we don't know how long this is gonna last, to me, makes, them, it makes it even more important for people to act today to try to address some of those things in their lives. Yeah. I agree, I agree. I think it's ongoingness has its, has its spiritual power. Cause it's, yeah. if you just said you had to get there, we could all get to the finish line and that's fine. Yeah. So I can feel the fatigue now. I don't yeah. know. Most people are three or four weeks into 
lockdown sort yep. of activities. And I can feel the fatigue and I can also see people starting to loosen things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to kind of, what I, what I have seen, which I think is actually a good idea, is households bubble into each other. So they've decided that they're not going to interact with anybody else, but they're going to bubble two households together. So, mm-hmm. so that they can have some social interaction, but that they're going to close off the two households yeah. and that's it. Uh-huh. So I, I think neighbors or I've not seen any of this. Or maybe that, well, have. this is actually my friend in, in um, Connecticut with, uh-huh. she's my oldest friend and she, and this there, like everybody matches up. I think the husband, the moms and the dads are friends and the kids are friends. And so they just decided to bubble pretty early in the piece. Yeah. Oh, I see. So okay. they can kind of see each other and cook together and do whatever. And that's, mm-hmm. that's it. They've just wrapped yeah. a bubble around them. Nice. Which I think long term for sort of survival about is good. But you've got to really trust the people because yeah. if you're off, you know, being loose, loosey goosey with the boundaries, yeah. and you can see with this this thing in Tasmania how quickly it it uh, spreads. What was that? Was that some kind of party or something that happened? No, it was it was a healthcare worker. I don't actually know what the seed of it was. Who was yeah. inadvertently exposed and then like whoop. The hospitals yeah. exposed all the care workers by by association, all of their family. So we have to be really careful. We don't, we, you know, this marathon kind of thinking. And I think yeah. it's spiritually, it's good because we all want things now or we're all going to able to do things, but it's actually ongoing daily practice, daily mm-hmm. care, yeah. sustaining, you know, can you eat like you're going to eat for the rest of your life? Can yeah. you, all of those things, can you love like you're going to love for the rest of your life yeah. rather than in fits and starts? Yeah. Oh, that message of um, in, enduring and enduring to me sounds a little bit, it has a, somehow it has a little bit of a negative connotation to me, but sure. sustaining is maybe a better word. Um, yeah. Is that message keeps popping up. I keep mm. hearing that, you know, having this, this creating what you need to sustain, to be this sort of consistency in practice and, you know, that's and, it. you know, that's and the marathon, the marathon approach, this is, so there's a, there's a kind of a discipline and stamina. Yeah. Which means that you're nourishing yourself to go the distance. Yeah. So they say that for kids who do their HSC. So if you're not in Australia, your high school certificate is this year 12 exam that yeah. they all sit for different subjects. And they, it's, it's two years preparation for the four things. It's just intense. It's, it's, uh, but again, you can't just have two weeks of success. You've got to really stay the course for that long, which means you should be exercising and sleeping and maybe have a boyfriend and a job and, you know, have a fuller life. Cause you're never going to make it if you're on some unsustainable schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I suppose that's a really nice message. to kind of wrap. Maybe it is. It is kind of a good message to wrap up. It gives a little bit of inspiration for sustenance and uh, yeah, for sure. And Perseverance. Especially yeah. I think the uncertainty is something that people are kind of, you know, perhaps grappling with, but if they can just settle in the fact that we're in this. <laughs> Life's uncertain. That's it. We're in this. Mm. Oh. And if you're lucky and you're in it, clap your hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're lucky and you're in it, clap your hands. Cause, cause, uh, and do your gratitude practice. Cause it yeah. could be a whole lot worse. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's always so much fun. I know. This has been really, really lovely. And it's, yeah, it's been great just to connect and to hear about what's been happening and to, um, 
you know, kind of talk it out. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Thank you. Uh-huh. No worries. Mm.